I think networking online is super effective because you can see someone's profile online. It's a lot more easier. You feel like you can approach someone a lot more kind of thing. And when we take it to LinkedIn, for example, the perfect thing about LinkedIn, right, is that you see someone's profile, you know what they do, you know where they work, you know their alma mater. It's like creating like, it's already doing like half of the work for you. Like, you know what I mean? So for example, if you want to work in JP Morgan, right, and you go on LinkedIn and type in JP Morgan, you can see someone that works in JP Morgan that's a mutual connection with a connection that you have that went to your university and so on and so forth. So with that being said, you have more of like a targeted message to send to them. everyone hope you're doing well hope you're looking after yourselves uh yeah we're back with another another episode of pick up the mic uh with another amazing guest speaker uh we've got steven on the podcast today and we're so excited to have him here to to talk more about not only himself uh but some of the amazing entrepreneurial things that he's done uh and you know i don't want to i don't want to spoil it but I'll, I'll i'll i'm just saying it's really great to see the things that he's done uh, especially on linkedin and um, we'll be talking more about linkedin later um but i guess first off we, we want to start off with in typical fashion, introducing our guest speakers. And as I said, I don't like boring you with the details about them. You want to hear about, you want to hear from them and about them. Uh, so I'm going to hand over to Stephen. Stephen, could you just let us know a bit more about you and some of the things that you do? Thank you. Thank you, uh, Jeffrey. And thank you for having me on. Um, I was saying this is like my second podcast invite. And again, I find it super interesting that people want to listen to my stories because <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's particularly exciting, but um, I guess just a bit of background into myself. I'm as a four-year professional, corporate professional working in financial services, I'm currently working um, for a top-tier private equity firm at the moment. Prior to that, um, I was working for a consulting firm advising um, private equity firms. And um, I graduated in 2018, studied banking and finance at the University of Northampton. And um, yeah, like, you know, that's kind of like my professional life. And then outside of like, you know, my day-to-day -day work, um, I'm the founder of a startup called Beyond Education, which is dedicated to helping individuals access and navigate early career opportunities in the corporate world. Um, and then on the side, I kind of like make content under the moniker like Corporate Steve as well on YouTube. I really don't know how to introduce myself. This is so bad. Um, <laughs> considering no, you're supposed to go to interviews. No, and no, no, this is, this is perfect. This is perfect. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, but no, honestly, thank you so much, Stephen, for, for that for that introduction. Um, it's you know it's really interesting to learn about your experience and, and your journey. Um, and I think one thing before we officially dive into you know talking about stuff is it's great to hear that you've got a startup because one of the things that I guess uh, not only in the last two years with everything happened with the pandemic and everyone having a bit I guess a bit more free time, um, but in general, one of the things that um, I've heard people say and we've mentioned it before on the podcast was this idea of you know everyone's everyone's just like i'm happy to to you know launch a startup or launch a business nowadays um you know you see amazing things whether it's from like depot pages or uh, like yourself things that promote uh, services or you know encourage other individuals um it's really great to see to see things like that so yeah i guess i, guess I just wanted to start off by saying you know it's great to to see some of the amazing work that you do you do steven um and yeah i'm i'm, I'm sure our audience are excited to hear more about it thank you thank you yes um much appreciated that's wonderful uh and yeah now we're going to go to the the first official episode of, uh question of today's episode now you, you mentioned your startup before uh for anyone who doesn't know it's called beyond education and we'll include the links to that uh not only in the description but they will also be on the website but essentially you know some of our listeners might be listening and they might be thinking what is beyond education so essentially Stephen, we want to ask that you that question what is beyond education Yes, yes. Um, so I won't give you the glossy version in terms of like, you know, why I pitch to corporate institutions and stuff. I kind of like tell you the story behind Beyond Education because that's more interesting, right? And after all, it's a podcast. Um, so <laughs> I think graduated in 2018 and I was fortunate, fortunate enough not to graduate in a pandemic. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, you know, came out of university and I had a couple of job offers and I very much thought that's how it went for everyone. Like, I honestly just thought you come out of university, you apply for jobs, you get it. And then, you know, I remember like speaking to a few of like my friends that had graduated and they were like, oh, you know, we're still working our retail jobs. And I was like, wait, what, why? Like, didn't you get a job? Like, you know, they're like, nah, like, you know, it's really hard. And I was like, what, seriously? So, you know, I just kind of like helped them. I just gave them my CV and I was like, yeah, look, you know, just put this here, put this there. And yeah, you know, when you get an interview, just say this and say that. So I did that for a few people and, um, 
you know, I felt like it was relatively straightforward and those people ended up getting jobs. Um, and I remember I got invited to um, someone's YouTube channel, actually, to talk about how I had got like um, this graduate scheme because it was like quite a fancy graduate scheme. I was working for an American firm. They flew me out to America every year. So it was like a it was like a whole ordeal. Right. Um, and she invited me to her YouTube channel to kind of talk about it because she was doing something similar to pick, pick up the mic like um, just on YouTube. And um I came on, talked about my journey, talked about how I got the job and so on and so forth. And um, I kind of it started thinking, OK, cool, I've been helping people here and there. I kind of want to do this on a larger scale because evidently, like not enough people like know how to like, actually secure a job after uni. And I think what really kind of annoyed me was the fact that you get into so much debt. And the least, the least we can do is like, you know, get a job to pay off this debt, right? So I kind of, after the whole episode, I told her like, yeah, you know, I kind of have this idea. It was actually called, I called it graduate helpline at the time. And I was like, yeah, I have this idea. I want to help people get jobs. She's like, oh my God, I have the same idea as well, blah, blah, blah. And through that, she ended up becoming my co-founder and we founded Graduate Helpline, which later turned to Beyond Education. And we kind of went through like... um so this was like in 2019. Yeah. So pre pandemic. So we just went through a period of just like helping out as much people as possible and, you know, trying to like, you know, create resources and so on and so forth. Then it got to the point where I was like, okay, cool. I kind of want to be serious with this. I kind of see this as a business opportunity kind of thing. I was like, look, let's start an Instagram page. Let's, you know, make a company, so on and so forth. I did all of that. And then she said, oh, you know, I don't really want to do this anymore with you. <laughs> She was like, yeah, I'm not really sure if I want to do this anymore with you. So I was like, wait, what? And I had already set up the company and everything. So it was like, I had to do it. <laughs> so then, so yeah, literally set up the company and then I just kind of ran with it since then. And essentially it's just dedicated to helping individuals access and navigate the corporate world. And the corporate world is, is very vague and broad, right? But the corporate world being financial services, tech, consulting, and law. That's what we kind of class as like the corporate world. And reason being is the corporate world is because that's where I found myself working when I graduated. So that's kind of like what I know about. And that's like vastly like where my network is around. So it's easy for me to kind of like help people get into that um, if that's where I'm around. So yeah. Wow, that, that's really great. And I think, um, you know, I guess, again, to highlight the, the entrepreneurial journey um, of like, like you said, you know, it's great when you, you find people that, help you you know have the same vision as you or see the same things as you and they're, they're just like yeah something needs to be done um i know even uh, like you're saying like we pick up the mic that's a, the, one of the great things about the team um is we're all behind the vision of it um but yeah i know many especially even uh, through my academic uh studies and like looking into the journey like the the journey of entrepreneurships and famous entrepreneurs and what's what's expected for an entrepreneur um yeah 100 percent yeah when it can be so annoying that when you've you know got got someone you've got a co-founder you've got like someone in the team and then they're just like, you know, actually, yeah, I'm good. Um, I just want to, I just want to go. I just want to, I just, wanna, I, you know, it was fun while it lasted, but um, actually I want to do other things. Um, and yeah, like I said, I, it's so important the work that you, you do with Beyond Education, because like you said, I think a lot of, that's what, especially when I was going to university, that that's how I felt, you know, you go to uni, it, like you might not necessarily get a job immediately you might get some like graduate schemes before you might not necessarily get the job that you wanted to but i was just like you know probably like six months six months after you graduate at most you'll get a job and then it was only like when i was at uni um and you know i was uh you know with people who had, who had graduated or friends of mine who had graduated and I was, they were just like yeah i've been like looking for jobs for like years or like i'm working in retail but I'm still looking for jobs because this isn't what I want to do. And you're just like, oh, wow. Like, no, this isn't, that's not what happens to everyone. Um, yeah, it's great to see like the, the what, what you guys do. Um, yeah, I think it's so, so, so key. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, no, honestly, man, because I think, yeah, to me, like it was just kind of like mind boggling. I was like, oh, like I thought, you know, everyone just goes to uni. And get, I remember not even thinking about uni. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to graduate and get a job because that's what, that's how it's supposed to work. Right. So obviously, yeah, like, you know, it was just kind of, um, it, it was kind of unfortunate, like when I kind of realized that no, it doesn't happen for people like that. And I don't know if you want me to kind of like delve into like what Beyond Education actually does to help people get jobs. Like, I, I don't know if you want me to. Yeah, do that. no, go, go ahead. Yeah, so, so. I mean, like, we've kind of gone through, like, a bit of restructuring, which I'll talk about in a lot more detail as the conversation progresses. But ultimately, what we 
try to do is basically like create a bunch of like resources and leverage our networks in order to like help people get jobs so with that being said like you know we're not like a recruitment company as it stands so you know we can't everyone that like works in beyond education which is like namely like probably three to four professionals we're working professionals so we don't have the capacity to literally be like you know dealing with every single candidate but what we do have is a network right and then what we also have as well is like resources things that have helped us get jobs right so we essentially just put all of these resources on our sites we tap into our network to provide insights into like the jobs that they do and again this is just kind of building like a resource bank to kind of like help graduates and individuals make better informed decisions so it's like we have like various different blogs that give you insight into like you know what consulting is like or what working in investment banking is like and again it's just all about like you know allowing people to kind of get information that would help them like make more informed decisions about the industry and hopefully like get resources or like be introduced to a network that can basically help them and then we like you know whenever we have capacity like you know we can take someone on board and be like yeah we'll help you review your cv and so on and so forth but that's like kind of like a you know on a case-by-case basis but yeah yeah that's, that's so true and i think that kind of nicely leads on uh to my next question Uh, and we're going to start off this section uh, with everyone's favourite segment, uh, Mic Check, where I'll be, uh, you know, instead of a fact today, I'm going to be talking about more of, um, I guess, an experience, but also I guess it's, a, it's a, I don't have a reference for this, but I guess if you're you're a graduate student, you might necessarily agree. Um, and essentially, it's this idea of not only networking, but utilising networking um, sites, so like, for example, LinkedIn. Um, and essentially, you know, I, I know that through my undergrad uh, and particularly through my masters one of the key things that um lecturers or people that i've worked with uh, when i was doing my placement one of the key things that they were saying is network like network with anyone and everyone like they said you might not necessarily need to you know i guess work with everyone but um you know they always said that you never know you might be looking for something one day or they might tell you oh hey you know I remember you from this. Uh, you you helped. You said you were really interested in like uh, podcasting. I'm thinking of launching a podcast. Uh, I'd love to have your advice. Or they might say, "Oh, actually, you know, my son's uh, manager is looking for a new person to to work with." And I think that that's one of the things that you know, as students, we sometimes don't, or we feel like, especially if it's like we go to an event, we feel like we can't actually just like walk up to someone and be like, oh, you know, have a conversation, then be like, oh, I'd love to like add you on LinkedIn and stuff. Uh, And I think LinkedIn is great because it gives you that space to like be a, like a professional, um, you know, as a as a student or as a young person in general, you know, you, you use social media to like pump all your social stuff and you're going out to parties and doing this and that. Um, but sometimes you, it feels like you don't have anywhere to show off like your professional development and show off your skills. And, you know, it's great as a CV is or, you know, a personal statement is, um, you know, it's, it's it's nice to have somewhere like LinkedIn that has like all of that. So for this question, um, Stephen, what we want to ask you is why is networking so important? And I'm going to emphasize, you know, especially to students, why is it so important? Yeah. So controversial point. One thing I will say is that, you know how your teacher or lecturer had said, you know, network with anyone and everyone. I, I disagree. I think like, you know, networking is important, but it's about doing it effectively. Right. If you think about it, right networking with anyone and everyone like really and truly like you're not you're not going to use and you're not going to utilize any and everyone like that's just it's just never going to be a that thing you want to be able to network effectively and you know identify a select few people that are essentially like in the direction of like where you want to go right that's that's number one and then secondly like i honestly think in-person networking events are just so useless like i'm so, I'm so sorry like i just personally think like honestly you probably go to like if you go to 10 networking events, I'll be surprised if you like make like three good connections because again, like networking events is a bunch of like random people and it's honestly that like, more for show than anything. I think networking online is super effective because you can see someone's profile online. It's a lot more easier. You feel like you can approach someone a lot more kind of thing. And when we take it to LinkedIn, for example, the perfect thing about LinkedIn, right, is that you see someone's profile, you know what they do, you know where they work, you know their alma mater. It's like creating like, it's already doing like half of the work for you. Like, you know what I mean? So for example, if you want to work in JP Morgan, right? And you go on LinkedIn and type in JP Morgan, 
you can see someone that works in JP Morgan that's a mutual connection with a connection that you have that went to your university and so on and so forth so with that being said you have more of like a targeted message to send to them and with that being said it's kind of like you've you've networked effectively right because you're reaching out to someone that's probably more likely to respond to you whereas like you know if you network with someone like in person that's just like a random person that you reach out to you first of all you don't know who they are kind of thing you end up talking to them and then that 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 conversation might end up being useless because it's just like totally unrelated and like you know it's not relevant kind of thing so i would say like network effectively that's number one now in terms of like you know why it's important for students in this day and age in this climate where it's like super super hard to get jobs people are doing so many unconventional things to get jobs like i've seen some amazing testimonials on linkedin of how people are getting job right jobs right so again if it means like you know reaching out to like various different hiring managers on linkedin and being like hi like <laughs> like you know i noticed there's no um what's it jobs on your website kind of thing but here's my cv like you know do that i remember like um an unconventional thing that someone did recently that actually helped get a job she told me that um so we'd kind of like worked on her cv we'd identified the role she wanted to apply for when she applied for the role she looked for the hiring manager on linkedin found them connected with them and then messaged them and said hi i just applied for your role <laughs> like did you get my application and i honestly feel like that's the only reason why she ended up getting job like I, I honestly feel like that's the only reason why they progressed her through the application because if you think about it, the organization she ended up getting the job for it's like a very very big organization right um so I just feel like they wouldn't have seen the application unless she did that. So again, these are just like the little subtle, unconventional ways to sort of get jobs. And you sort of see it on LinkedIn, like, right? There's so many different testimonials of how people have like reached out to people on LinkedIn and, you know, asked like, hi, like, you know, have you got a job in this area or can you look at my CV? Like a, a lot of people like reach out to me on a daily basis, like, you know, asking me to like review their CV or they want to have like a five minute call. And, you know, I'm so happy to do that because again, that's what the platform's there for. It's there for you to like network and, you know, interact with people. Right. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I would encourage a lot more students to do it. And the thing is, I think a lot of people are afraid of like, you know, getting no reply or no response, but it's part of it. It's part of it. It's like any social media platform. You send a DM to someone on Instagram and they air you. That's fine. Like it's, it's part of the game. It builds character. So, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I definitely agree. I think, I think especially, like, uh, I guess two things that I want to highlight. Uh, the, what you're saying about unconventional methods, I definitely agree that that, that is key, uh, especially, like you are saying, in this climate. Um, one thing, I, one, like, job thing I saw on LinkedIn um, was this guy was, I don't know if it was uh, last year or the year before, but he basically was in Canary Wolf. Uh, he wanted to work, I believe, with a, with a banking firm. Yeah, 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 and he had the poster, he had the poster, yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> and he got a job in the end. Um, but I was just like, generally, like, I don't know, if you told someone like 10, 15 years ago, like, you know, someone got a job like that, they'd be like, no, that doesn't make any sense. That's so like childish and immature. It's not professional. Um, but like I said, I think what you, you what you raise there is so true that, you know, candidates that get jobs are usually the ones that stand out, especially, I think that was one of the things um, that my, my manager during my placement, she, she highlighted to me. She said, you know, when when people see applications and and I luckily through my placement was able to to be on an interview panel so I was able to experience this as the person trying to see who's going to get the job but also as the person who was applying for the job um and she was saying that when you apply for jobs the person that's doing your CV they're going to read through obviously your CV and your, your uh, personal statement and things like that but they want to see things that like stand out so like you said with the the person that you helped that message that's something that stands out um you know it's great to say, oh, you know, like, especially for uni students, I was the chair of this society or I led this or I led that. But there are other students that did that. So what are you showing that's like that one that one bit extra? And especially, um, you know, I know we're not specifically talking about the interview stage today, but especially at the interview stage as well, um, because I know that that's one of the things that she was saying when, when I applied for the job, that she was saying that, you know, the way, not only, I guess, the way that you carry yourself in the interview but what, what you're saying the examples you use so you know if someone the classic one that most people get in an interview is name a time that something went wrong and you learn from it and if you know i'm not saying that if you've only got you know experience from working with a society that's bad um but showing things it's not necessarily the story that helps you to at the interview stage it's more of like the journey so even you could have like oh i worked with a society but you know um we were hosting like this big event with over 200 people we had like three VIPs coming in from who are big people in the industry. This happened. I fixed this issue. 
and we learnt this for next time. And that's going to be better than, you know, you saying, I did an event with uh, with some friends, it didn't go well, we learnt some stuff. Um, but yeah, I think, like you said, it's, it's so important. And yeah, I, I agree that, especially, I think, yeah, I, I mean... Like I said, I, I don't, I'm not. I'm not being. I, I guess, like you said, the saying that you know, in-person events can uh, networking events can be controversial, and I definitely agree that some people will be like, no, that that's completely wrong. You know, in-person is great, 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 great. But I think also it depends on like the size. Um, it can definitely implement it, like affect it. So, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, so I went to like Imperial. Uh, they, so they had like a, a black founders one. So like looking at like black entrepreneurs because they were saying that you know. A lot of people uh, who are uni students, especially who go to Imperial, um, don't necessarily always have, you know, see that there's like a black person who's starting up a business. So they were saying, let's do an event. And that event, I personally, probably out of like all the networking stuff that I've been to, that's probably one of the best ones that I've been to. Not only because, you know, they had some Nandas and that was quite nice, um, but also the fact that like they made it like it felt like a safe space. You know, people were talking about like as a black person, sometimes I feel like, I don't have the, you know, when I apply for jobs, they see the name and that's it. They don't want to, regardless of my experience. Or like you're saying, some people feel like the rejection just gets to them. Um, and I felt like that was one of the things that really came out of the conversation is everyone was saying that, you know, this feels like a safe space. Um, but yeah, 100% agree that if it's like the bigger ones, it can there is that tendency to just like, you know, you might end up talking to someone and then, you you know, you didn't want to be in that conversation or you realize that person's not there. I mean, I'll just say something. Every no, in-person networking event I've went to, I not talk to the person after. And 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 the reason I'm saying this is because people that I've networked with online, I've ended up meeting them in person because, like, it just feels a lot more genuine and it feels like I know them a lot more. And I don't know if that's something that says something about me, but I just know that if I meet someone in person, I know from a networking event specifically, I. I Unless, like, it's a really, like, solid connection, it's just, I don't know, like, I just feel like the in-person events are so redundant. But, again, that's just me. That That's honestly, that I don't think that's a universal thought or that's, like, something that people should just be like, no, in-person events are rubbish. I just personally think, like, networking online is a lot more effective, personally, but, yeah. No, 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 that's so true. And I guess nicely leads on to the other thing I was going to say, which was, you know, we've, we've said it ever since, uh, you know, I heard about this for, from someone on the podcast about, um, you know, messaging organizations on linkedin um when you said it i was just like i'm glad you raised it because we, we, we we've been saying that for ages the amount of people i've told that like if you're looking for a job you know if you email people in this organization like what you were saying i think what that's one of the great things about linkedin is that you can like you're saying you can see oh you know I've got a mutual connection who works at, like, for example, Google or someone from my university worked at Google. And most of the time, you know, if you send this person a message and say, hi, like whoever, you know, I saw that you went to the same uni as me. I'd love to work with the organization or I saw you worked with this organization before. I just want to know, like, how did you find it? Things like that. Most of the time, they're happy to let you know about it. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Thank you so much. And the thing is, even if they're not, it's just part of the game. It's honestly just part of it. Like, even if they, like, I remember, like, <laughs> so we were, like, running this um, initiative at Beyond Education called BE Connect. Um, and at the time, this was, like, when Beyond Education was still kind of finding its identity. And, you know, like, as, like, every ambitious and aspirational person, you want to help everyone. So when I started out Beyond Education, I wanted to help everyone, everyone, like, beyond the corporate world. And I remember, like, um, someone signed up for the BE Connect program and she wanted to get into interior designing. I did not know the first thing about interior designing, but I was dedicated to connect her to a professional within the interior designing space because that was our commitment that's literally what we said we said be connect sign up to this program and we'll connect you with a professional in your field of interest so i went on linkedin and i literally like searched up interior designers and i literally started dming people and i remember like um i think i dm like five people um three aired me two responded the one that responded, she literally out like said, sorry, I'm not interested. Like, like literally. And that was the first time I've ever got a message like that. She said, sorry, I'm not interested. And just declined my connection, like just declined it. Like, and I could see it and everything. And the other one person, she was like, oh yeah, you know, I'd be more than happy to do it. And that kind of helps. But again, I didn't take it personal because that's just her preference. Because it's the same way, like, you know, on LinkedIn, you have a lot of these like Forex people and these people that do e-commerce and like, do you want to build a business on the side? They are relentless. They reach out to you and stuff. And I literally just told them I don't have capacity. And I'm pretty sure 
sure they don't take the personal. They just go on to email to message the next person because at the end of the day, we have that choice on LinkedIn, right? Like you don't have to like, even though the platform exists to like network and stuff, you don't have to do it. Some people use it as like um, a platform to showcase their achievements. Some people use it as just a professional profile for people to see like what they do professionally. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not that deep. You just have to, you just have to take on the chin and move on. No, that's so true. And, uh, you know, that kind of, I guess, nicely. And I guess before we move on to the next question, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's been getting messages about signing up to Bitcoin or e-commerce and, and things. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. And I'm sure uh, people in the audience uh, definitely can, can relate to that as well. But I guess moving on to the next question, because when you mentioned, you know, the the, the applying and not necessarily hearing back. You know, some people might identify that as some of the barriers, um, especially entering the job market, um, and especially as someone, you know, who might have graduated, let's say, in 2020, and they haven't had a job till now, that's probably something that they're thinking, well, what can I, you know, what are some of the barriers that I can identify to the job, like, uh, by entering the job market, what are some of the barriers that I'll face? And then they'll be thinking, you know, from this, what can I do to, to eliminate them? So, essentially, I want to ask you, Stephen, what are some of the some of the barriers when it comes to entering the job market so i think to be honest like you alluded to like 2020 grads are probably like in a most difficult position right and the reason i say this is because 2020 grads graduated in a time where it was a pandemic so there were no jobs and then people got made redundant from jobs as well so you had two people in the job market now, like, so one that's like super experienced and then one that's not experienced. And then when you move on to the next year, the pandemic went on to the next year as well. So you have three demographics looking for jobs, like, <laughs> so, and basically the people that supersede this are the people that are already experienced that got made redundant, right? So with that being said, there's already a difficulty and a mismatch in the job market. Um, and I think that's just like super unfortunate. Um, but with that being said, like, honestly, I think, you just have to be resilient. You have to be resilient and you just have to be patient. And I know it's easier said than done. And I almost feel like a hypocrite sometimes because I didn't really experience these struggles. And transparently speaking, I've never really like struggled to get a job. Like, because once you get in, it's like very easy to kind of navigate. But I would say, honestly, resilience and patience is, is your best teacher. Now, on a more practical level, a lot of people like would probably tell you like our oh, quality over quantity and you know like make sure that your applications are quality no 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 i say quantity and quality you need to like once you identify like where it is you want to work like the industry you want to work in and like the role that you want to work in kind of thing you need to put in the time to put as much applications in to those industries and make those applications quality because quite frankly especially in this competitive job market quality is just not going to cut it. There's a lot of people applying for jobs out there. Do you know what I mean? So that means that you kind of need to put in quality and a lot of quantity as well. Um, and that's like a more practical step. And then again, going back to the unconventional ways as well, you know, whenever you apply for something, um, you know, sort of like reach out to the hiring manager, or if you see a role and you see that you have a mutual connection that works there, ask for a referral. Cause there's like a statistic that 46% of referrals, like are more likely to get a job. So like do stuff like that, for example, um, just like, you know, try and look for like unfair advantages because that's, that's honestly what life is. Like life is about unfair advantages. Like it's a, it's a, it's actually a theory called like comparative advantage or competitive advantage in economics. Right. And yeah, it's essentially just, you know, looking for like, um, a, an unfair advantage to kind of get in. Right. So I'd say like, you know, ultimately if you could boil it down to just three points, like, you know, resilience and patience being one thing, quality and quantity being another thing. And then thirdly, unconventional methods. And then fourthly, competitive advantage. So yeah, four, four points by year. No, no, that's so true. And I think that that's, that's what people generally do forget. Um, you know, they forget that they, or they think, you know, I, I can't have a, a competitive edge in the market. I shouldn't be trying to do things, but it's actually, no, you, you should, you know? Um, and I think that's one of the things that, especially like you're saying of like, well, I'm sort of like what we mentioned at the start of like doing startups or doing like these projects, um, is it's it's an easy way for for someone to see like oh you know you've got a like you you do stuff outside of like your typical nine to five, um, and it's and it like I said it doesn't need to be like oh you know you started a podcast or you started like a business or anything like that it can just be as simply as um, so I know that one of the, the guests that we previously had on the ep, uh, on the podcast sorry uh, was Laura and she she was a graduate from Brunel um, she graduated I think in twenty twenty as well um, and literally like. As soon as she graduated, she was looking for jobs. She couldn't find them. 
So what did she decide to do? She decided to start an Instagram page that's like talking about her as a graduate, looking for jobs, you know, giving advice, doing things like that. And it's the fact that, like like we said, she she messaged in people on LinkedIn. She eventually did find a job and she got the job that she was looking for. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's simple things like that. It doesn't have to be like... And, and again, these organisations aren't saying, oh, you know, if you set up like an Instagram account, you haven't got like over 10,000 followers. You know, it's not good enough. No, they want to see like, oh, so you even might have like 200. You might even only have 50 followers, but the content you're producing is so good for your your niche and for your audience that you know that shows that if we were, you know, like for example, going to work in a in the the video like editing industry or in the filmmaking industry, then that means that they'll know that you'll be able to whatever content you create, you'll be able to go into that. Um and I think like you said, especially about like contacting people within the industries that you want to work in is something that people feel like they can't do but it's like they should um so i know like for example um just before the the luckily but just before the pandemic or two months before the pandemics i guess hit um in january 2020 so i, I hosted a networking event uh with this uh the society i was uh i founded and shared with some friends um and it was all about just like getting the young people and some organizations to talk about the fun things that they, uh, the creative works that they do, as well as like the opportunities for students, like where they can apply and things. And exactly like what you were saying, like I was messaging like any, any organization that could come to mind, I was messaging them. So I messaged like Sony music. I messaged um, Pinewood studios. Um, I was messaging like everyone. And like you said, some of these people never replied. Some of these people replied and said, no, we're good. Some of these people turned up. Um, but it's like what you said, the like, it's just that resilience. And I, 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 I completely agree with you. It's something that, you know, there are times when I'm, I'm messaging people of whether that's to, to be on the podcast or to be on any creative thing that I do. Or, you know, if I'm planning an event, you send out loads of invites and then you don't only like maybe a couple of people turn up and it's obviously going to suck. But it's all about like making sure that even if you've got 50 people or 100 or even like what we were saying of like whoever you apply for, if you send out 100 emails or one email, then you just make sure that you're happy with what you've done. At the end of the day, you know, jobs, uh, like you said, the job market is hard at the moment. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But it's about sticking with it. You know, there will be days when you feel like, yeah, this is the job for me and you don't get it. But um, I think one, one key advice before we, we go on to the next question is um, my uh, one, one bit of uh, advice I, I heard was essentially if the job rejects you, then just take it as the job wasn't for you and just move past it. You know, even if you were just like, oh, my gosh, this was my dream job. This is what I've been like wanting to do since I, I grew up. Um, if you didn't get it, accept it, move on. Life continues. And like like you said, you never know. You might come back and work for that organization. But yeah. yeah, no, honestly, it it really is a it is what it is situation. And um, yeah, I think resilient resilience and patience is honestly just key. And as long as you know at the back of your mind that you're doing everything you can, that's all that matters. And just recognizing and giving yourself grace. Like again, tough job market. Very 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 tough job market. Even for professionals are in the industry trying to move like mobility is very hard at the moment right so just recognizing that um i think is like super important but yeah oh definitely and i guess you know coming to the to the last question um that we we've got for you today Stephen. i just i just want to highlight that you know before we before we go on to to this question it's been great to to hear from you and learn more about beyond education um but some of our listeners might be thinking what's what's next what's gonna happen next what what, what do i have to look forward to um so yeah so Stephen. If you could just let us know, what's next for Beyond Education? No, thank you for asking. And it's so timely because, like, we're actually in the process of, like, restructuring. So, as I said, like, you know, when I founded the business in 2019, well, I called it a business in 2019, right, with my co-founder, we very much envisioned that, you know, we were going to be making money through, like, you know, consultant organizations and helping them, like, place, like, candidates, right? However, like, you know... Is is such it's it's a it's a it's it's bigger than that. It's so much more bigger than that, and there's so many elements to it because there's the element of like helping candidates and actually guiding candidates and helping them through the process of actually getting a job. There's also the educational piece as well, right? Um, so you have that on its own, and we ultimately call that the community, like the community piece. And then you have the business piece, which is essentially going to organisations and like you know providing services to the organisations, such as getting these students in there, right? So with that being said, kind of unwound the business, like 
put down like the business side of things and really want to just focus on the community at the moment. I want to help as much people, educate as much people on how to like navigate this industry, how to get jobs, like, you know, connect them to our network as much as possible kind of thing. So this year is all about community and we're really trying to focus on that. And then next year is where we're going to focus on the more commercial side of things and like the business side of things where it's going to be like, okay, cool. We're going to these organizations now and trying to like, you know, tell these organizations, look, we have like a pool, like we have a readily active community. All of them are educated, not only on a university level, but also like clued up about these industries that they want to go into kind of thing. Like, you know, like, like, let's make this happen. So, yeah, I say this year is very much focused on community. And then next year is going to be focused on, like, commercial efforts to really, like, starting to reach out to businesses and, um, yeah, actually be a business again. And it's so funny when I was actually introducing what Beyond Education was to you, I was hesitant to call it a start because this year we actually, the, the restructure was honestly like a mindset thing like even in our website we don't define ourselves as a startup anymore it's community it's like literally community driven so it's just like beyond education is dedicated to helping individuals access and navigate the working world like we never ever describe ourselves like a community or a firm because that's just not what we're doing at the moment and even when we do launch a commercial arm um next year it's very much going to be separate from beyond education the community um and i think that distinction is really really clear so yeah that's that's pretty much what's on the horizon for beyond education and you would be glad to know that i think you're the only one that actually knows that so so, so, so um yeah oh thank you very much uh, nice to, to get an early treat uh very happy about that i'm sure our listeners are as well um and i think yeah no just one thing i, I want to say is uh i guess two things actually is one i think like you said sometimes what you define you know something as can just like get in your head so like you're saying of like whether you call it a startup or you know I've, I've heard people say you know if you've got something on instagram you can technically call it like a social platform or a creative platform and all these like words can sometimes i guess block you from actually focusing on like what it is um so it's great to see that you know not only you've done that but i'm sure our listeners um with anything that they're doing you know that's a that's a great example for them to know that you know sometimes you don't need to be able to say oh yeah we're a you know business or we're a startup or we're this but we're actually just focused on individuals you know what's so mad as well jeffrey like i held on to that for so long because i was more worried about perception right i wanted it to come across as like and i'm being super transparent and vulnerable of you here so this is actually like New, like you are literally first time getting this but I just wanted it to come across as like I'm doing something really important and you know like it, it's a firm it's an organization it's a startup it's a platform it's but no 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 the most important thing is we're trying to help people get into the corporate world that is literally the goal so that being said when I kind of started thinking about this restructure I was like you I need to do it down to a T I, it needs to be honest like this is what it actually is so that's why I was kind of like literally I went to our website our LinkedIn literally every where I'd ever defined it as a start. I don't know if I, even for the, I think for the profile, I'm not sure, like my profile, I don't know if I actually said startup, but I, I remember just like when I had, it was kind of like an epiphany, like I had the thought and I was like, no, like, you know, we're not a start. We're just not, this is not what we're doing. Like, you know, I unwound the business. I was like, I, I literally, I was like, no, like this is just beyond education and this is the goal dedicated to helping individuals access the corporate world. And that's very much like where my head is kind of at this year as it stands. So um, yeah, yeah, I think identity of something that you're doing is like super important because I feel like it just like gives you a lot more purpose and um, gives you perspective as well, which I feel like is something I'm constantly gaining as, um, as I'm trying to like run beyond education, but yeah. No, that's so true. And I think that it's, it's understanding that, you know, you don't have to, like you said, like have it, defined clearly at the start and i think like you said that perception is so so key um because i know and i think especially like when you whether you know you're looking for funding opportunities for your startup or whether you're thinking about making it like a full-time job or whatever there's always that tendency um and even uh you know the organization that um we, we, I guess, uh, we've some of the organisation we worked with before, some of the individuals we worked with before. Um, but one of the great things that we heard was, um, you know, uh, when we were thinking about starting a podcast, uh, Buzzsprout, uh, which is a website that we use uh, to do the podcast, they they basically did this like really interesting sh uh, YouTube short, and it was just like. You know, when you're thinking of starting a podcast or starting anything, you're always like in the back of mind, just like, oh my gosh, like what? It, what about what? It, what will this person think of? Or like, what will you know, so and so say? But it's more to do with like, what do you feel about it? You know, at the end of the day, what are you? Are you if you're happy with it, 
go for it. If you want to do it, do it. Uh, and they were just like, yeah, if you want to launch a podcast, do it. It doesn't matter what, you know, you think your secondary school friend from like three years ago is going to say about it because they probably won't care. Um, and they were just, and they were just like as well, you know, even if this person like sees your content or like, or is following you or, you know, listens to, to an episode of your podcast and they're just like, I don't like it. Um, you know, they were just like, at the end of the day, you still got an extra listen, you still got someone engaging with your content and it's still promoting you at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, so I definitely agree with you that it's, it's just sometimes we get lost in the identity and perception of the things that we do. We don't actually think about, no, you know, as you as an individual know that you're impacting someone, you know, that's the most important thing. Um, but you know, it's, it's been great to, to talk to you, Stephen. And I guess uh, we're now going to go to our new segment of uh, passing the mic, uh, where I will be passing the mic over to Stephen. Uh, Stephen has sent me a question to, to answer, and I, I believe I've got my answer ready. I'm hoping that it'll be good enough for Stephen. Um, but yeah, I'm going to hand over to Stephen now uh, to ask his question. Yeah, so I wanted to just understand like what you envision like the next couple of months of the podcast to look like really. And I'll actually delve more into like why I'm asking you that question off the record actually. Um but yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. No, sounds good. Um, so yeah, so I guess, uh, so at this point of recording, uh, currently in April, uh, early April. So the, the plan for, for, I guess the next couple of weeks uh, or months even is to, uh, we've recently launched as a part of our one year anniversary. We've launched, uh, some new segments as well as, you know, we had some segments last year, uh, but due to everyone's like busyness, we, we weren't able to do a lot more. So the plan is to just essentially give a lot of people additional content as, as well as our main series, because that's one of the things that we've seen that, you know, we have really great conversations on these, on these topics, uh, both whether we're recording them or, you know, even after we've recorded. Um, and we always just feel like sometimes we want to dive deeper, but whether it's to do with time or whether it's to do with, you know, we don't, there's like someone, you, you know, you'd love someone to talk to someone else because you've had one guest speaker on and you're just like wow this person would be great if they spoke to this person sometimes you don't always get that so yeah we're planning to in the next couple of months do more additional content as well uh and that's been really fun uh we started that recently that's been really good um and i've seen that people have been watching it people have enjoyed it so i'm happy with that as well um but I guess, uh, I guess, aside from content stuff, um, we we're hoping to to do an event, uh, like a launch event, at, at some point uh, in person. We're planning to, uh, I guess, like you were saying, like we we, I guess our our target audience essentially is just uh, students with their development. So whether this is current students, graduates, or students just about to leave university, um, we we want to like highlight some of the services that are available to them because as we you know discussed through not only the this episode but in previous episodes that you know there are resources that students don't know about um both at the university and wider um you know there there are issues that i guess students feel like aren't really discussed um and they want to you know be whether it's listen to someone who discusses them or go to a place where they can just hear about it and hear about some support services which is really good um so yeah we we want to do more of like that so more of like uh helping helping i guess our, our local community uh our, our podcasting community um and then i guess the the last thing um is i guess similar to you um we we want to focus on on i guess our community itself um so both through the podcast well i guess first off with the podcast um i always say that all the guest speakers we've had have been amazing uh, including yourself Stephen. you know it's it's been great to to hear stories from like everyone from different walks of life different journeys uh you know some of these people like yourself are starting businesses some of them are people who just maybe run a blog or do things like that some of them are like professionals or lecturers or doctors and it's just amazing to like see some of the amazing work that these guys do um but we I've always felt both as someone who creates content, um, but also as a I guess a person in general, that sometimes, you know, these individuals never get highlighted. They never the work that they do sometimes is so more impactful than, you know, some of these bigger ones or bigger influencers, um, but they never get to to get shown off. Um, so we want to do more of like spotlighting uh, our community. And we've launched, um, you know, something called Community Spotlight, where we just post, um, whether it's people that we know or friends that we know that are doing great work and that can support individuals. Uh, so like, uh, for example, like one person on the team, Michelle, she's a graphic designer. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't know she was a graphic designer or she, you know, was, you know, specialised in graphic design until she, she was just letting me know. She was saying she was just looking for anyone who's looking for a graphic designer. She's happy to do stuff for them. And I was just like, 
well, you know, you should have told me sooner. Because like, I told him, like, there's loads of people that I know that are looking for graphic designers and, you know, they don't know where to go. Um, and I've, I've, you know, sent them over to her. She's, she's found them useful. Um, and I think that that's the thing, that a lot of people, like what we said uh, at the start about networking, that there's a lot of people that, you know, it can be just that, like, oh, you need a graphic designer. I actually have a friend who's a graphic designer and they do this and I can put you in touch with them. Oh, you're looking for, you know, you're doing YouTube content and you want to get, music but you don't want to necessarily pay for it or have to give copyright for it here um here's someone that i know who makes music and i think that that's one of the things that yeah the podcast definitely wants to do um but also there are individuals that align with some of the things that we're very passionate about so whether it's to do with sustainability or addressing representation in it's different uh, whether it's women's representation or representation when it comes to race or things like that um we want to highlight organizations that that do that as well because there are a lot of like small ones that do really impactful work um that does make a change maybe not necessarily on a, such a big scale but they're still making a change and we sometimes feel like they're not highlighted um so yeah so those, those would be my my three my three main ones nice 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 it seems like you have like a lot of like buckets and things that you actually buckets of things that you actually want to like delve into which is good to be honest so yeah nice no, good to hear that man and i honestly like do wish you all the best um for the growth of the podcast as well man Oh, thank you so much. And a hundred percent the same with you. Um, like I said from the the start, the 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 work that Beyond Education does uh, is 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 so good. It's so good. I see you guys posting, you know, on especially on LinkedIn. You know, you guys are posting videos, posting resources and stuff like that. And I'm just like the, you know, I know loads of students uh, or loads of friends who are looking for jobs that if they knew. Or if they had something like this, especially when they were going through the university process, would have like would have loved to have utilized, um, but didn't you know whether it was they didn't get the opportunity or they didn't feel like they could, um, didn't. So 100%, I agree with you that it's it, honestly, man. Like I said, I wish you the best with it because what you guys do is so incredible. Yeah, man. No, much appreciated, and that's why, like you know, the pivot to really focus on the community this year and like really just build up the amount of resources we have is like just super important and that's what we're very much trying to focus on now um for the year at least so yeah man no thank you uh and i guess that nicely leads on uh to to our empty of the month section um and for today's mc uh i'm sure some of you will be able to guess with the the title being importance of networking um we've mentioned that before linkedin are our mcs of the month and essentially you know if you don't know about linkedin uh, i'm sure whether it's through lecturers individuals or friends telling you to get on linkedin uh, you might have heard of it but if not no worries uh, linkedin is essentially like an online platform which allows you to connect with professionals around the world uh, and they've said on their their page that you know it's all about c- making I guess the professional world more productive and successful then you know they've got over you know 756 million uh, members worldwide uh, these are people from fortune 500 companies uh, to startups to essentially anything out there um, and they offer different you know there's different subscriptions and resources available that LinkedIn themselves do um, but as from both what Stephen and I have said you know on a personal level it allows you to you know look for jobs build up your own professional network um, it allows you as an organization if you wanted to have a startup you can say that you've got a startup at them there and you can start posting as, as part of your you know organization so like with uh, pick up the mic we've got a LinkedIn page and we've been posting about stuff um, but it also allows you to you know learn there's LinkedIn learning uh, and I I know luckily uh through brunel uh they've currently been doing like a a paid uh subscription so if you link it with your student account um you can use uh, linkedin learning to to you know learn about different resources uh learn about different skills uh they do ones on like you know if you want to do video editing what are some video editing tips if you want to do you know, photography they've got stuff there um but yeah essentially like i said linkedin is a, is a really good resource and especially if you're thinking of putting stuff on your cv uh linkedin is a great way to you know if there's not a lot of space, because obviously, you know, you can't, you don't want to put some old stuff that you've done on your CV because uh, you want to keep it as up to date as possible. Um, but if you want to, you know, include links to stuff that you've done or, you know, showcase more things, then LinkedIn is a great way to do that because you can add your own profile. You can add all the things that you've done, all the awards, all the like papers you've written. If you've written papers, you can include links to your other work that's not necessarily on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, I personally, uh, you know, I've, I vouch for LinkedIn, uh, 
earlier i'm gonna vouch for it again i'm always gonna vouch for it because it has just been like a, a great resource to to utilize and showcase some of the work that you do um yeah they're, they're essentially our, our mc of the month um and we'll include a link to, uh, below to it uh, and i guess uh, before we before we end the mc um we i just want to say that i know that brunel's um brunel's uh uh, PDC or Professional Development Center, which we've included as an MC before, they do sessions on building up your LinkedIn profile. So if you're ever unsure about you know what you need to include on LinkedIn or you know how to make it look professional or eye-catching or whatever, they have sessions on that and you can book a one-to-one session with them on it as well. So make sure you get in contact with them. If you're a Brunel student, there might be one at your university. If you're not a Brunel student, but yeah. There are uh, empties in the month. Um, but yeah, we've now officially come to the end of the episode. Uh, again, I've said it throughout the whole episode, but thank you again, Stephen, for being on the on the podcast. It's been great to hear more about you and learn more about your not only your, your entrepreneurial journey, but the amazing work that Beyond Education does. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much. I guess before you go, you know, we, we ask this to everyone. If anyone's listening and they were just like, wow, Beyond Education is something I want to get involved in. Or, hey, Stephen, I've got a question for you. How is how and what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? I'd say the best way is like through our Instagram, because that's like where we have like most of like our active following. So if you just go on Instagram and type in Beyond Education underscore, um, because Beyond Education was taken, annoying. Uh, <laughs> so if you type in Beyond Education underscore, you'll be able to find us there. And um, yeah, we just have like links to various different things like um, through like our Instagram. But Instagram is like the best way to like kind of get a hold of me or contact me. Perfect. Thank you. You heard it here first. Uh, get in contact with Stephen. And as you've heard, they're focusing on the community. So, uh, yeah, you know, this is the time for you to basically be involved. Um, but as always, if you guys liked uh, today's episode, like, comment and subscribe is always appreciated. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, Patreon is the best way to do it. And the link is in the description. And finally, you know, click that notification button if you want to see and make sure you're subscribed. Uh, it is to make sure that you are ready for not only the next episode, pick up the mic, but if Stephen's enjoyed himself, on today and we haven't you know annoyed him with the questions we've asked or if he's happy to be on again uh you know if you click that notification bell that's the quickest way you can know when steven's back on the podcast uh discussing more things uh because as you've heard today it's been a really great conversation and we're looking forward to to what, what else we could talk about in the future um but yeah it's been great to have uh, you on again steven thank you our wonderful audience for listening you guys are the best um and yeah, we'll see you all next time uh when we uh, pick up the mic so that's bye from us uh, and have a wonderful day Thank you, thank you. Bye.